0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the A Matter of Taste show. I'm your host, Rudy Strubel. and on this show, we deal with everything to do with wellness, really, but um, in particular, how food relates to emotional, physical, and mental well-being. That said, I'm super excited to welcome my next guest, Lani Cooper, to the show. Lani is an Australian businesswoman, sports therapist, yoga instructor, and industry expert in recovery and holistic health. Lani, welcome.
1: Thank you. Good to see you.
0: Good to see you too. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I know you're so busy. So let's get right into it. I I met you just a few months ago through some mutual friends actually and I've just heard all these amazing things about you and your business and what you've been through and I thought what a wonderful guest to invite on my show. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up in America.
1: Oh la la, the, the legal version? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I started coming to the U.S. as a flight attendant many years ago, and that's when I got my first taste. And I was like, okay, I think I'd like to move here. I've been, a, I guess you could say entrepreneur, never really gelled with that word, but businesswoman since a young age and uh, definitely wanted to bring my business over here, which I did. So uh, my company, Mobot, that I founded and I'm CEO of, I brought over to the States in, uh, in 2012.
0: Amazing, yeah, because I, I read up so much about this amazing water bottle slash foam roller that you kind of invented. Tell us tell us about how that came about and, and what, it, what it's for, really.
1: Yeah, it's a two-in-one foam roller, trigger point foam roller, and a water bottle in one. So for me, my background in sports therapy and recovery, those are two things that are so important for everyone. You don't have to be an athlete to get the benefits. Even if you're stressed out or doing yoga or traveling a lot, it's really helpful But most foam rollers are so big and cumbersome and kind of actually ugly. So we can't have ugly things in the world. Uh, And I was also a little bit excuse intolerant. So when people would say, I didn't have time to drink more water or do my rehab or roll out or stretch or recover, I wanted to create something that was pretty and motivating in their face.
0: (laughs) I mean, I love it. Um, I'm hoping to get one myself soon. I should have really kind of organized uh, that. We should have. this interview but so many of my friends have them and they just rave about them um i think the the two things that really stood out for me about inventing something like this um is the hydration aspect of it but then also saving you know all this plastic that you know goes into the landfills um that that's such a wonderful idea to kind of combine these two super useful elements in such a beautiful packaging we're going to stick it up on the screen for our viewers to see of course But the kind of big issue here is hydration. Tell our viewers and listeners about um, what you've learned in your sort of uh, career about how important hydration is for all of us.
1: Yeah, and just to touch on what you said with the environment, uh, that was a big part of it. So it's all recycled stainless steel and reducing single-use plastics, not just for the ocean because it ends up back in our body, but drinking from single-use plastics over time affects our health, our mental health and our well-being. So I really like having those reusable products really helped. So that was a big part of it. Um, Hydration. Oh, gosh, I've seen... So many people's lives change just from increasing their hydration or decreasing what dehydrates them, which I think not enough people talk about what's actually dehydrating us because you don't want to go drinking 10 gallons of water. That's not actually going to fix your problems. We're not camels. We don't store it. So, you know, putting little incremental amounts in and making sure we're getting the nutrients support the cell so that water or the hydration is going into our cells which they call intracellular and extracellular hydration so you want hydrated cells not just a our body flooded with water you've got to have like the the sodium and the potassium and magnesium that goes with it not the the sugar and the glucose like the drinks and sodas they sell us so sometimes i think it's more important to start talking about what dehydrates us
0: i mean that's that's so interesting because i often find myself drinking a lot of water, but still being thirsty because my body is just crying out. What actually happens there on a cellular level for us to drink all this water, but still be thirsty? Why Why exactly is that?
1: Well, it's not going into the cell. So it's kind of, I try to give a, an analogy of like if you're hosing concrete, it's just going to run off. So whereas if you're you're putting water on, on good soil, even the, the first rain, So you see it in California, the first rain is a write-off. It's a runoff. So if you're already dehydrated and dry and the cell's not ready to take it in, you're going to probably pee a lot more when you start drinking a lot more water. That's why electrolytes are really, really important to have those nutrients that go into the cell to pull the water into the cell. If you looked up a hydrated cell and a dehydrated cell, you'd see the deformities in the dehydrated cell where the nutrients aren't pulling the hydration into right. the cell. So it's not just about drinking loads of water. Like I, I love to drink water, particularly if I'm exercising, I'm in a hot place or I'm having things that dehydrate me, but I don't think we need to be drinking gallons of water. Um, I think you can find your own balance of what you need. And it depends on life. if you have, if you get kidney stones or what's going on in your life, Um, But I think it's super important to have the the right minerals as well to have the balance. Um, And look, I don't work for this company. I've just worked with this company called Cell Food, which I actually have it here because I wanted to show, I've been using this stuff for about 25 years. It is my secret weapon to hydration. I started using it when I was a flight attendant because that is the most dehydrating environment. So people that are flying a lot need it uh, this it's a bit in my handbag, apologize, but this is what it looks like. It's called cell food, cell food, nutrition. And, uh, it's a, it's a supplement that has, uh, all the, all the nutrients, all the minerals and everything you need to pull it into the cell. I think it's about 72 oxygenated and oxygen rich, um, minerals and supplements in this. You only need eight drops in your water. It tastes like lemon wow. and, I noticed a massive difference when I was a flight attendant. So I don't know that you can be in more dehydrated environment consistently. And we swear by it. I love it. That's amazing. So it's little things like that.
0: So when somebody chooses the water for them, because I I have this company deliver water in a a big glass thing for me. And and that's the one that I sort of choose to to drink but if somebody has gone from tap water or plastic bottled water how do they do you have any advice for people how do they choose the right kind of water and then of course you enhance it with something like that but how do you choose the right water for for you
1: such a great question. I feel like it's gotten out of hand, especially in, in America with like all the different plastic bottle, aluminium cans, glass water. There's actually a guy on Instagram, I think he's called the, the water guy, or the water sommelier. And he's really, he always tests all the water. So watching someone like that, that lets you know what's, what the pH balance is, you know, because a lot of the time when they filter out the water, they don't put nutrients back in. So they've taken all the impurities out, but they haven't put good things in it for the water to actually work for you. So I like to buy oxygenated water or reverse osmosis, alkaline, uh, things like that. Those are the ones I look for. Or buying a filter to stick into your fridge or into your home, like filtering your whole home is the best way to make sure you've got healthy water going through your whole house. Like our skin is so absorbent for even when we shower. So I've seen a lot of people put one in their house. It saves you so much water, uh, money, sorry, on bottled water.
0: Yeah, and of course, the impact on the, on the planet is, is, you know, it's unmeasurable.
1: Yeah, I think people underestimate how much they're spending on plastic water or water bottles per year. The, that over the year, a one-time expense for a filter or a filtration system uh, would be done. And they just right. need a reusable and they're done. It's actually quite simple.
0: So in the literature, I found some links between being dehydrated and suffering from anxiety and depression and how there's sort of a correlation between the two. Would you share with us some of your findings um, around that issue?
1: I mean, definitely, I don't know if you've experienced it. I have being dehydrated or having a big night the night before, and you're a little bit moody and cranky and things like that. So dehydration definitely does that and when you're stressed and tension maybe you're not breathing correctly or how you're breathing can dehydrate you if you're uh, stressed sometimes people go to the toilet a lot more so there's so many things that can trigger you to be more dehydrated and I feel like water not only has like a, a calming soothing effect once you become a little bit more hydrated the body can be like a little bit more at rest and can focus on things and I know I found that that when I'm more hydrated I can think more clearly. Uh, brain fog goes. I mean, I think they say for athletes, even just 1% to 2% dehydrated can affect your on field performance by up to 15 to 20%. Wow. And so you don't have to be an athlete to have that happen. If you're working as an athlete, as in you're training in the morning, then you're driving to work, and then you're performing at work, brain work still is as hard as physical activity. You're going to get brain fog, you're going to have fatigue and moody headaches. And people right. think taking an Advil to make it go away, but usually it's like having some water or having some watermelon or something like that to hydrate your cells.
0: Yeah, hydrating food has changed my, my entire physical makeup. I mean, a lot of cucumber, lots of watermelon, fruit in general, I find you know, super hydrating. Strawberries uh, is packed with vitamin C. Things like that really does make the, the water almost stick to the cell, <laughs> to your point earlier.
1: Yeah, I think uh, celery juice is one that people don't realize is quite hydrating. And because of the celery salt and everything in celery, it's really actually extra hydrating.
0: I start my morning every morning with a celery juice, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you look like you do. <laughs>
0: you look it's amazing. good lighting, but thank you. <laughs> you shared with me this, this horrible thing that happened to you a few years ago, that you had this uh, traumatic brain injury that sort of, completely changed your life. Um, how long ago did that happen and, and what actually happened?
1: Uh, that was in 2016 and I grew up playing rugby you're from South Africa and from Australia it's what we do and I was playing a social game of touch rugby down on the beach with the boys in Santa Monica and one of the guys just took it extra serious and uh, knocked me out and I lost everything cognitive speech, memory uh, I was kind of like a, I guess a functioning vegetable for a couple of years. Wow. Uh, and returned kind of back to my business and back to normal life without a carer around the end of 2018. And there's still a lot of things I have changed. Some things just didn't come back. I just had to accept that I am a different, bad or good, I'm not sure. Um, But yeah, it definitely changed my life in so many ways.
0: What did the doctors say when when, when that happened? Uh, I think you, you mentioned something about, they, they mentioned you're going to have to have full-time care for the rest of your life. I mean, what, is, what do you go through emotionally when you hear something like that?
1: I mean, I don't really remember, so I guess it's a gift. Um, I guess right. that it also comes to like the work that I do, which is like body work and healing. It was uh, very interesting how much I learned through that about all the, all the things that I talk about and what I want to do with Mobot actually happened to me. And uh, so they said that I needed a full-time carer and it'd likely be a minimum of two years to make any sort of recovery. So it was around the 18 month mark where I could sort of be trusted to be out by myself. Um, I guess it's similar to like uh, Alzheimer's or or dementia in the sense that I could be talking to you right now, but then any second or any minute, I could just, the memory could just cut out and I'll be like, Oh my God, who are you? How did I get here and freak out? So that started to happen less and less and I started to become more and more aware of that and not freak out, but it was, it was in my body. So even still now, I'll have memories that come up in my body, but I won't have a conscious memory of those years of people I've met. My body will just react. Wow.
0: And how did the, because you were a sports therapist, so, so how did that sort of training help you recover? Did it help you recover? I mean, surely oh. you could pull on some of those those skill sets.
1: Oh, definitely. And because I was already working in the rehabilitation industry, so I had a lot of connections with a lot of doctors and rehab therapists and chiropractors. If it wasn't for them, I would have been in a fair bit of trouble because I didn't have insurance in America. I was pretty new to America. So they all banded together. Um, I had no idea what was going on. And uh, they put a hyperbaric oxygen chamber in my room. They had me in there for several hours every day. I uh, did a lot of like uh, electrode, e- ECG, EEDMR, uh, essential oils, a lot of yoga, a lot of binaural beats, and um, the Hertz music, Metronomes. A lot of things to try and get my balance and my senses back. I lost mm. a lot of those, so it was it was a lot of long uh, rehab. It went on for for years, but I I think I had moments of clarity, um, having had my skill set in the holistic health arena and knowing that. I didn't want to take anything. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're depressed. You need drugs," or "You seem like you're aspergers. You need to take something." And I'm like, "No, I've just hurt my brain." Um, so the patience and perseverance for me to last it out and do everything naturally paid off massively now. But it was pretty grueling at the time.
0: Right. I mean, I guess when you when you're in such a state, all you want is a quick fix. But to have the patience and the the know how to go, you know what? This is actually. I'm pretty sure there's more going on than just taking a pill. Let's, uh, you know, let's pull on some of these other skill sets that have always been around me.
1: Yeah. And I guess lucky for me, I have was quite unwell when I was younger in my late in my teens and I had to persevere and come through something that didn't have a quick fix. So I think maybe because I I knew that if I pushed through and and waited it out, it could come good, but there were definitely, I'm not going to lie. There were definitely some dark days where I just didn't think I was going to make it. It was, um, you know, because they likened it to similar to CTE symptoms, like what the footballers get, um, that's pretty crazy and out of control. And you're not really what society perceives as uh, fitting in. Like I did, (laughs) I lost a lot of friends, but that's right. I have better ones now.
0: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, this is, this is an incredible story. And for anybody out there listening to to this um, and, you know, that have, Perhaps know somebody that's going through something similar, or that had been through something um, similar themselves. What advice do you have for for somebody struggling in those situations?
1: Wow. Well, um, honestly, it, it sounds cliche, but hydration uh, is needed, and looking after your gut health, like making sure that you're healthy, so the brain can repair. So nutrition. Right. I used essential oils, and I still do, and I still swear by essentials, not just for helping to relearn and get my olfactory senses going again to learn certain, um, to remember things. Uh, It really helped calm my nerves, uh, making sure I had headphones wherever I was and I could put in calming music. I, you know, having people to have compassion and know that when you're not coping, whether it's sight, sound, you know, noises and things would trigger me. Having people to have compassion uh, around you, um, a lot of faith. There was a lot of dark nights of the soul, a lot of a lot of prayers, and and knowing that you can come out, you'll come out different, but it doesn't mean it's worse. Right. I'm really happy with who I am. Have I lost some things that I used to really love and appreciate and think they were the bee's knees? Yes, but the way it's shifted now, I'm really grateful for all the things that have come out of it. It's sort of it's the lessons on the other side.
0: Yeah, I mean the sort of new look outlook on life must have been, you know, like a one eighty for you.
1: Oh yes, yeah. so, I. I mean, I don't want to swear, but you know, I have a, a interesting distribution of what I care about and what is a problem or an issue. You know, these days I'm like, ah, oh, I'm okay. That's that's not really an issue. I'm here. I'm living. I can remember your name. I can work. I can function. I can drive. I can eat. I remember what food tastes like. The little it made me really appreciate the tiniest, tiniest little things.
0: I mean, if any, did, uh, that food play in your recovery and, uh, yeah. And since.
1: Oh, a massive part because I had to do a lot of, you know, you they say your gut's your second brain. So when that went, I was very bloated, very inflamed. My whole body was inflamed. I put on a lot of weight. I would forget to eat. And so that would make it worse. And then I'd go into lows and things like that. So mm. we had to do a lot of nutrition, nutrition and healing work as well. Um, nutrition played a huge part. I'm um, a big believer in when a uh, crisis like that happens that, uh, you know, being vegan or raw vegan. So just trying to be lighter, even if it was soup, it was bone broth, it was going as light as I can. So my body could do its job and heal. Right. And so trying not to overload it. I mean, it's
0: amazing that you say that because uh, I've always struggled with borderline personality disorder. And I haven't had an episode in such a long time because of amazing therapy and a healthy diet. But at my worst, I used to cut out quite a lot of things specifically sugar and dairy and gluten that is all inflammatory things and i really felt that it made me feel calmer and more grounded and less sort of at the mercy of my nervous system so what you're saying is absolutely in line with what i have found with my with my own well-being as well that that really the gut is like the, the other brain and it you know how how we treat our bodies are i mean it's it's everything
1: It really is. And I I think, you know, people are really obsessed with mindset and get your mind right and things like that. But, you know, there was no amount of mind or mind control or hypnosis, anything that was working when I was coming through my brain injury, which was frustrating because that was a tool I used to use a lot because my brain was broken. And the only way to heal it was to heal my body and to heal the brain. So sometimes when you've got toxicity, high toxicity levels, or you've got an injury or inflammation, you've got to heal that first. And then that'll calm it down. So you can actually really feel like you can feel into your thoughts. Otherwise, everything's just (laughs) raw.
0: I mean, I've always heard the opposite, that you get your mind right and the body will follow. And I think for a lot of people, that is sort of sound advice but i love the idea that it also works the other way around that it's a complete two way street between the mind and the body
1: definitely and and i, I must admit i believe that as well i was like oh will power through i'll get hypnotized i'll do this I'll, nlp all the all the things is doing those affirmations all of it and they do work but then once particularly if you've had trauma and your nervous system's heightened and it's stuck right. in that broken record of like yeah. triggering too quickly exactly That's get exactly to- what happened to me Yeah, you've got to get to the body and you've got to retrain the nervous system very similarly to muscles. It has a memory to start to be calm, to start to trust you, to start to breathe through it and not be triggered so quickly, which takes time and which is a lot of what I teach with the foam roller is trigger point therapy. So you can breathe into your body and it grounds you and relax. And then over a couple of weeks, your nervous system's like, huh, who are you? I trust you. Oh, I get it oh, we breathe, we relax. Oh, you know, you don't want to hurt me. You're like, no, I don't.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. How do you, have you heard people sort of struggle to get into the habit of using it every day or forgetting it at home or things like that? And then at some point they just go, oh no. And now, now I don't forget anymore. They must be that.
1: What usually happens is they either have an injury or they tweak it at work or they really need it and haven't used it, like I've gotten emails weeks later going, oh, my God, I did my back at work. It's a foam roller. Did you know that? I was like, (laughs) should I stay in business? (laughs) And and then they like, it saved my life or it saved my back or it saved, I don't have to massage my wife anymore. She's obsessed. Once you get a couple weeks into it, it's so hard to stop because the relief, but getting started is like when someone reached out today and go, what's the biggest mistake people make with foam rolling? I said, not doing it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, posture has always been such an issue for me. I, You know, we grew up sitting like this. <laughs> so this will help with that too.
1: Yes, yes, miss. <laughs> exactly, yes, miss. Yes, miss. miss. <laughs> it definitely does. like, uh, we use it a lot. Like you can use it on a wall or behind a chair, but if you put it behind your back when you're in a chair with a high back and you can roll like side to side, it just takes little tweaks like that often. The body reacts a lot quicker than people think.
0: That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. So this has been amazing having you on and thank you so much for making the time for this. I know that you are so busy getting this, uh, this, you know, this company really global and, you know, getting everybody on board with a foam roller slash water bottle called Mobot. So Lani, Cooper, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Rudy. It was a pleasure. All right guys that was Lani Cooper I'm going to put all her details and her social media links and also the website for Mobot in the description box and um, please check that out and support her and uh, thank you so much for joining us bye bye